We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, back in Blue Wire Studios. It was a nice little break for the holidays. It's it nice to be back, though. I, I feel like we missed it. It is nice to be here at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Everyone in the booth, as always. Nick, shout out, holding it down behind the boards. Dre, we didn't miss much, but we had to start the week off with pro wrestling. So we did miss some. AEW, a lot of changes. People leaving, people allegedly signing. WWE has debuts. AEW had a full-ass pay-per-view that we have to cover. And I was going to try to wait for wrestling because, of course, we have Wrestle Kingdom later on in the week. But we could always do two wrestling shows. Yeah, I was like, yo, we we... Owe it to this to not cram those all together. So when we start in the week with pro wrestling and with AEW, World's End was the pay-per-view over the weekend. Ending 2023 on the wrestling front. I like the timing of this pay-per-view. I understand people are like, oh, they have too many frequent pay-per-views, which I guess I could agree with. I mean, based on where they started, with the companies growing and this one, at least coming into it, there were a few storylines that seemed like they were set up a little bit better. I say that to say it seemed that way until the day of the pay-per-view. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, Keith Lee. Uh, he's got a lot of health problems. Getting injured the day before the pay-per-view? I think he's been dealing with this shit for a long time. and He just can't get cleared. Yeah, I mean, since the COVID bout that he had, which almost got him out of here, which I'm glad he recovered from. um, I think he spoke openly about it after Brody's passing. Yeah. How scary his situation was as well. But still, it's like, damn, he just can't get traction in the company because of it. Nope. And I will start by being critical of how then they pivoted. Because so much of pro wrestling is in how you pivot. 
And we've spoken about this and how Tony pivots. And I guess before it was about how Vince pivots and Vince always somehow pivoted into like better programming. Maybe I don't, that was just like his thing. Tony doesn't seem to like really get that yet. And this is the latest example of that where you have an opportunity to do something with Swerve, whether it's take him off of the broadcast, turn this into an angle of maybe you you run something like they beat up Keith Lee, took him off television, make Mogul Embassy look bigger. Um, you have Swerve cut a promo, everyone's scared. If you have to give him an opponent, give him someone that's credible and is going to continue his ascent and boost him. Dustin Rhodes was put into the program with with Swerve, and then they gave him time. Bro, it's... The first half of this pay-per-view was a struggle. It yeah, was, I mean, that. by the way, that was like midway through the pay-per-view. Yeah, There's a I, lot of matches on this. This was a... Uh, this was on its way to being their worst pay-per-view. Like, well on its way to being its worst pay-per-view. It still might be. It got better. It, it, it probably is. They just have a high bar. <clears throat> the problem is, is they had a lot of issues that... I think a lot of people that were critical, I don't want to say critical, failed to acknowledge, but it was a lot. Kenny Omega being hurt, uh, the Chris Jericho situation, which we'll talk about. Yep. Um, Keith Lee getting hurt changes your, like your top five matches. All of them, all of them got changed because of these things. Now we'll start with the, the Dustin Swerve thing. One, the fact that they started, they were like, Hey, let's revisit this feud from a year ago. And put a cap on it. It's kind of crazy. Out the blue. Yeah, it was like, nah, I mean, we ain't got nothing else to do. It felt like they were trending in that direction with Keith dealing with Mogul Embassy, working Brian Cage. Then it was like, surprise, bitches, he's going to Russell Swerve, who just barely lost in the Continental Classic. You should have put Keith in the Continental Classic. He couldn't like, work it. His Health-wise, he couldn't do it. That's a lot of matches. So I get the conundrum of, all right, well, we got Keith Lee. And we've never finished this angle and Swerve needs something to do. And having Swerve go on Keith would have been huge for him. So I get that. But then the injuries happen and he's not no longer in the match. Then you're like, all right, well, let's put in Dustin Rhodes. And I'm like, who the fuck asked for this? Like, that was my first thought. I was like, hey, nobody asked for Dustin Rhodes. Like, now, Keith Lee's tag team partner, Dustin Rhodes, stepping in. I was like, you just want to remind us that it was a dumb idea to pair them as a tag team? I, I don't know why they did this. But then I'm like, all right, well. If you're going to do the match, you should just squash him. The game brings up the cinder block, stomps his leg. 20 minutes later, the match is still going. And I'm yeah. like, well, what are we doing? <laughs> Dustin Rose got in way too much offense. Yep. Now, if you're trying to make Swerve. To be like, fair, it's only a 10-minute match. It felt like 20. It felt like an hour. <laughs> but if you're trying to get Swerve over as a heel, beating up Dustin Rose is not going to work. Because yeah. fans are just going to be like, sure, why not? Right. I said in our group chat, I was like, he should have just stomped out Danhausen or something. something. Like, they cheered a, him from start to finish. Them. Like, beat somebody that the fans like if you're trying to push Swerve as a heel. But given us, you say it was only 10 minutes? Yep, 9 minutes and 30 seconds. That's probably when the bell rang, though, because there was that whole bullshit for the first five minutes. Sure. So And the entrance. We'll say, it's, we'll, I'm going to say it's 20 minutes. I don't care what they say. <laughs> But it was like, yo, it was too much offense. And it's an issue that AEW has, and I'm going to focus on this real quick. I don't need every pay-per-view to be four and five hours. I don't. You can shorten a match. You can get rid of a match. And I don't think anybody in the building would go, God damn, I sure missed that eight-man tag match that went 30 minutes. Like, just get rid of it. Yep. 
have Swerve stomp Dustin. I know that you're trying to go like, well, let's fill up time. You don't have to. Like, we've been to plenty of AEW shows. And Tony Khan in his booking has this thing where they wear the fans out with so many matches. So if you have an opportunity to shorten your pay-per-view, I don't know. And if there's like six people out there go, man, I didn't get my five-hour pay-per-view. Like, we don't need the buy-in anymore, to be honest. I don't need an hour preview show. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not watching the buy-in. That's my point. There's really nothing like Hook worked, uh, Willow Yuta. Um, Which is cool. Uh, Willow versus Statlander. Sloppy finish, but yeah, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, these things are happening, and they feel very inconsequential to anything. So, yeah, the first half of this, and, and you know, as you mentioned, the Swerve-Dustin match, it's just... Swerve did what Swerve does. Swerve is a great talent. Uh, somebody asked, like, how would you grade Swerve's ride? I was like, it's A+. Plus. Like, this is one of the best yeah. significant character developments that we've seen in a- in the whole turn of AEW, right? Aside from, like, Orange Cassidy. He's the only other yeah. person who's really, like, picked it Hangman. up. Hangman was always on that level when he arrived, though. Mm, his, I'll, I'll give you, is at a high level. His story arc through the Dark Order is something I never thought would work. Yeah, he or made it understood work. Understood why that worked, but it was transcendent. But I'll, I'll say that Hangman was always positioned to succeed. Yeah. I mean, he worked for the AEW Championship in his first yeah, match. Yeah, m- immediately. Swerve was not. We weren't sure what was going to happen with Swerve, and now Swerve is like their, one of their best talents on the roster. Yeah. So his rise is incredible. The Dustin match was just like it was. It was. You said it was nine minutes and thirty six seconds. They could have cut that. It was entirely off the. Page. It was nine minutes too long. It could have been thirty six seconds. I was like, cool. Send yeah. me home. So it was wholly unnecessary, but it's indicative of the problem with this pay-per-view is like when you have an injury or if you have talent issues, uh, again, Kenny Omega gets hurt and he's like, let's just do an eight-man tag. Just get rid of the match. It would have been better off if they would have just did the entrance with Swerve and Nana, get down to the ring, him calling out Keith Lee. Keith Lee doesn't appear and he says, I knew you were scared. Count the bell. And you give him 10 and a victory. With Keith Lee not coming out, and you played into his heel character. I, I just don't know what show Keith writhing in pain in the background. You could have pre-taped that when Keith told you he was hurt. Anything, but Dustin done. No thanks. Yeah, Dustin. it w- would have made his character look so much better. Um, to just double back on the beginning of this Blackpool Combat Club uh, versus Brody King, Jay White, Jay Lethal, and Roosh. Give me the time on that match. Seventeen fifty. Didn't need to be seventeen minutes. It didn't, didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. It was eight guys in the Continental Classic who all fell short. It's a rampage match. Yeah, and just threw them all together and like, let's have a match. Again, is this a match that anybody would have missed if it wasn't on the pay-per-view? No. Now, granted, it was Daniel Garcia's redemption song, him getting the pin, sure. which is a cool moment, but I didn't need this match. In the grand scheme of things, there were so many matches, like, if you wanted to get rid of this match, you could have. They booked it that week. Yeah. And I was like, it felt like Wrestle Kingdom. Or G1 finals, where they just say, hey, everybody in the G1, like, go everybody to a tag a match. match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. It's like, you don't want to, what AEW does is you don't want to wear out the fans. Yeah. And every, most pay-per-views, not all, like Wrestle Dream is an example, Forbidden Door. There's a point in the pay-per-view where it's like, there's so much wrestling. And in the middle of it, you could feel the fans going, oh, it's yep. a lot. If you, Less is more sometimes. So you, you could have took out the eight-man tag. Good for Daniel Garcia, but whatever. Miro defeats Andrade. This match had no heat. No. Well, 
It's also a problem that they have that is not self-imposed by any means. But their audience, especially for pay-per-views and people who travel and really invested, are smarks. Yeah. So when this is booked, it's like, yo, this is a pretty good match. When Sean Ross Sapp tells you four hours before the pay-per-view that Andrade is leaving. Well, yeah, you know what's going to happen. Then it's just like, well, and it's not like, well, nobody in the building knows. It's not a casual, friendly audience like the WWE. We'll get to the WWE and where a lot of people knew something was happening on Monday, but the majority of audience in attendance did not because they're not a bunch of Twitter smarts. Right. This audience is. And it's one of those things where half the crowd is just like, oh, I kind of I mean, know. There's there's an issue with Miro, and I can't figure out if it's Miro or if it's AEW. His booking has been really haphazard. And he disappears for long periods of time. And then he comes back. And I don't know if it's him or the booking. Something's not right. This was weird because it seemed like, obviously, CJ is there. And she's trying to get clients. And Meryl doesn't like it. But, like, so he has to beat them all up. But it seems like she latched on to Andrade. And that was going to be the pairing. And then it's like Andrade told him last week, like, yo, I'm out. And they're like, well, we got to do something. Like, how do you not know that this man is leaving? Oh, they knew. They're, so why'd you build this program with CJ around to, this? To get Miro to get Andrade out of here. They he did knew. nothing. They, they knew he was leaving. All right. They he probably worked on the re-sign him and he was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, all right, well, fuck it. You're going to lose. And he was like, yeah. that's how you go out. And that was that. Fine but on. the match itself, I was like, this is fine. Well, they built it on what? Rampage? Yeah. Collision? Like. Collision. Uh, yeah. It's hard to build stuff on Saturday nights. Uh, it is. If you're not building it, you have three days. If you're not having at least some part of it on Wednesday, it doesn't exist to a lot of people. Yeah. That's the way it is. I agree. And then we have Timeless Tony Storm versus Rio. The gimmick is money. Boy, she's good. Uh, <laughs> she's good. I don't, I didn't care about the match, but. No. I don't need to care about the match. No, Tony. Again, how long was this match? 11 minutes. It's fine. Tony, the gimmick is so over. And she's so good with this. It's just like, I just want to see her. Yeah. And the post-media scrum, she was amazing. When she called our Wendy Richter, fuck yeah. you up. <laughs> I was like, I, and usually when something like that happens, I just wonder if Tony Gon was like, man, I wonder what Wendy Richter is doing. Right, like just get all these old people in here for Tony Storm to beat up on some in some black and white wrestling match. Like if May Young was still here, she'd call her out. Oh, 100%. And Moolah and whoever the hell else. And that would be fun. But Timeless Tony Storm is like one of the best gimmicks in pro wrestling today. It's completely original. Yep. And she she does it so well. Um, and then the addition of Luther, and it's just it's it's good. Nobody real had no shot in hell of winning this match. No. But we didn't care. We just wanted to see, see Tony Storm. Like, this match, don't mind it being on the pay-per-view. Other matches, the other match I can get rid of. Yeah, this one was, all right. Like, if this opened the pay-per-view, I would have been all right. Sure. Then Swerve and Dustin. Uh, and then more controversy. Another eight-man tag match. This one completely should have been removed. Yeah. Lesex Gods, which needs to change that name. Um, and Sting and Darby Allen, baby faces. Versus Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and Takeshita and Hobbs. Time? 15.40, so 16 minutes. This, immediately, 
Chris Jericho comes out and the crowd's like not having it. I mean, duh. The reports earlier that day surface of Chris Jericho making an advance towards Kylie Ray before Kylie Ray left the company. Um, don't know what's factual or what's not, but the court of public opinion in the internet was like, while you're figuring it out, we really don't want to see this guy. And don't want to see him as a baby face. There was signs in the crowd. Again, this isn't a casual audience where you can just neglect shit and just roll stuff out there. These are all people on the internet. They all heard the rumors. They all came and knew that they did not want to see Chris Jericho on their television. And Tony Khan said, well, I do what I want. I mean, this was dumb, right? Like, again, Omega gets hurt. So you're unable to do the tag team title match. So you pivot into, and through this eight-man tag, Cal's family gets thrown in there with Hobbs and Sting and Darby. It's like, hey, Sting, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I'm retiring soon. Just throw me in the match. Sure. They booked this match. And I remember with them booking it, and I looked, and I was like, we don't need this match. No. It's wholly unnecessary. Then the Chris Jericho thing pops up. Samuel Guevara turns babyface again. I mean, it's, he's on a big show turn. He, it's just, it's out of Keep control. Him away from Jericho. It's time for the kid to sing or swim. Jericho's not a good babyface. Um, I, I have this thing where Jericho's meant a lot to this company. Like this company wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Chris Jericho. He let it lended the mainstream credibility that it needed. And that's fair. And then Jericho signed that deal where it felt like he was transitioning from wrestler to front office. Sure. Which I thought was a great idea. But now he's back in the middle of big matches. And I, I've said it a million times, diminishing returns, right? Like when Chris Jericho shows up, it's not special. Now it's like, it, I, it, I know he was weekly before, but it's like putting him in this tag team with Kenny Omega. Maybe these two had a bright idea of like these two Canadians going for the tag titles. The the match with the Young Bucks, cool. But Jericho as a babyface just doesn't work. Now, this thing surfaces. And uh, Nick Houseman handled this horribly on social media, by the way. Uh, wrestling journalists who kind of caught out of this NDA stuff. It's all rumors and speculation. And I think... People that were immediately like, he's guilty. It's like, well, you can't really do that because that's not how this shit works. What needs to happen, though, is a statement and an investigation. Yeah. That's it. You do that on social media, then you just run an injury angle. You just run an injury angle because you can't bring Chris Jericho back Wednesday, Saturday, Friday. It's got to be gone. More importantly, you can't come back as a babyface. No. So while you're trying to navigate this issue, which is very sensitive, you got to get his ass off of television. Now you have this, again, this overtly long pay-per-view. You throw this match in the middle of it while the pay-per-view is already on. is dying. Yeah. This match happens. The crowd just lets Jericho have it. He tries to get some, some uh, shine off of Sting. The crowd's like, no, fuck you. We like Sting, but fuck you. Starks, let's talk about Ricky Starks. What a horrible situation this human being has been in for the past year. You know why it's bad for Starks? It's because they let him show enough where people are like, he got it. We want him to be this. And then swoop it out from under. Well, it's not his fault. I mean, it's not his, listen. It's not his fault. But that, that, That's the fan's perspective. And that's why it's so shitty. Because it's easy. I don't want to disrespect other wrestlers, but it's not like Sammy Guevara or even Jack Perry. No. Where they, they give him chances to succeed 
And they're like, it's okay. And then when they swoop something from under him, they're like, all right, they can prove it some more. Starks, every time, they're like, here, let me see what you got. The heat check, every time he passes. Yeah. And then they're like, well, they find a way to bury it. Well, so if, you, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, look at this past year. Collision starts. He's in an angle with CM Punk. And clearly, it's to put Starks over. Win or lose, that man's going to be a made man. Jungle Boy interviews. <laughs> Get CM Punk fired. Yeah. A week before the pay-per-view, they pivot. Danielson and Starks getting that strap match. Amazing. It's fucking amazing. Then nothing happens. Then they're like, because it blew up all the plans. Punk being gone blew up the plans. It was like, you're going to work Danielson, but we know Danielson's going to work Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, We don't know what to do with you. I know. Hey, Big Bill, what are you doing? Being big. (laughs) All right. Want to be a tag champ? Sure, why not? They win the tag titles. In a situation that I'm like, why is this happening? What does Starks do? He makes it work. Like he always does. They win the tag titles. Still cutting good promos. Heading into this World's End pay-per-view. Kenny Omega's got diverticulitis. All right. (laughs) Like, now this match isn't happening. Here's Starks again in another situation. Like, what is happening? I'm supposed to get this big pay-per-view against two legends. Omega and Jericho against us. It doesn't happen. Well, we're just going to turn into an eight-man tag. Fine. Whatever. Oh, Chris Jericho is like making unwanted sexual advances. Let's book this match anyway. Now, Starks is in the middle of this match and he's listening to the crowd who is just like dead. Yeah. They don't want any parts of this. And this is Ricky Starks last six months. And then they tell him, by the way, you're going to lose. Yeah. Because worst case. You don't scrap the match, but whatever. If you wanted to go. How about you have a tag champion and Ricky Starks pin Chris Jericho? You know the worst part about all this? The crowd would have loved it. But here's the worst part about all this. You know what happens now? Nothing. Because Starks gets pinned. Jericho's supposed to get the next tag title shot. Get him off a of TV. You have to pivot. There's three other men who could hate that pin in this match. And Darby could hate the pin. Yeah. If you wanted the baby faces to lose. There's anything you could have done, but you had this match for no particular reason. Oh, I guess... Takeshita can't eat a pin. Hobbs can't eat a pin. He is the smallest guy, I guess, that could have ate the pin. Like, Darby could have got smoked by Hobbs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? And we would have been like, all right, cool. Well, that makes sense. We could have moved on, but Starks... Sammy could have ate a pin from anyone. Yeah. Look, this match didn't benefit anybody. Nobody came out of this match looking better. None of them came out looking worse, but Jericho ruined this whole thing. But it all got blown up because Omega got hurt. This is Starks' last six months. If there is a human being who should be the most frustrated wrestler on the planet, it's Ricky Starks. Yeah. They're, like, close. he's been in... Snake bit. It's every time he turns around. It's like, what, really? How many times can you turn chicken shit into chicken salad? Like, the Danielson match was booked literally that week. It was a strap match. We are like, why is it a strap match? All right, fuck it. It's a strap match. Yeah. I guess the punk one was supposed to be a strap match. And- yeah, but it was like, all right, well, fine, whatever. Yeah. And these dudes just smoked it. It all out ended up being one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Yeah. And... Starks, you would think you come out of that situation, even though you lost, bigger. It's like, we put the tag titles on them, but it's like, it's Big Bill. It's Big Bill. And I saw, like, I almost called him the revival. FTR talking about it on Twitter today. And they were like, I think it was Dax. He was like, people act like being a tag champion is some type of demotion. 
It's like tag team wrestling sells. Like you could be main eventers and tag team wrestlers and he named all the greatest tag right. teams all the time. 100% right. And he's like, just because one man devalued tag team wrestling and he had a monopoly on wrestling business for so long doesn't mean that we can't be pushed and blah, blah. So, and I was like, yeah, it's a good point. And then he lost me at the end where he's like, so I don't know why you guys are mad when your favorite single stars get into a tag team and become tag team champs because they're singles wrestlers. That everyone he named was tag teams, legit tag teams at that moment. And they can be stars. But I disagree when Ricky Starks is a tag team champion. Because he is someone who is a singles wrestler and a single star. So if that's not used in a program like Omega and Hangman or, uh, I don't know, MJF and Adam Cole most recently. If it's not used for that reason, it's a waste of time. No, it's, it's uh, this is their, and I have never heard anybody say this, but this is their Shawn Michaels Diesel. Right? That's what Big Bill is, but Big Bill doesn't have the charisma of Diesel. No. Right? And Kenny Omega nuked him the week before, calling him soft and all that yeah. shit. I was like, oh, God. And I get it. The, the heels are supposed to be the heels, but it's tough, man. It We just saw Trick and Mello do it better. Oh, they did it a hundred times better. Like, they just did the same but gimmick a hundred times better. Starks is just being put in, in situations like, they're like, all right, well, what do we do with you now? Because this was supposed to happen. Now it's no longer happening. So let's do this. And I, this man is frustrated. He's fr- like, he's... Punk is gone. Jade is gone. Cody's gone. He's on an island. Like, bro, like, what am I supposed to do? Just give him something that means something. I know. He'll make it work. Maybe, but this match, like, this was, like, I don't understand why Tony just went ahead with this match. Like, you had to pull this match. I mean, over the summer, he was going into that main tier level guy. Yeah. And then now he has to earn it again as a mid-card. I mean, they just need to figure out what he's going to do because while Starks has been stuck, Swerve has blown up. Yeah. Right. And I'm not trying to pit him against each other. This is not my point. It's Swerve has made the most out of every situation. He has not necessarily been stink bitten like Ricky. Ricky's been in a position where it's like, all right, you put me on collisions to Saturday night show. You got me working CM Punk. Apparently CM Punk likes me. Oh, CM Punk's fired. All right, find him. Work Danielson. Well, Danielson's working Zack Sabre Jr. now. I'm stuck on an island. Oh, I'm in a tag team with Big Bill. Why the fuck? All right, fine. I mean, I'd feel a certain way about that because I'd be like, Zack Sabre Jr. isn't in this fucking company. So if somebody got a pivot, it is him, not me. I don't care about no, no, your no, no, no. The, wrestle dream match. You don't build something for that. They have a one-off and me no. and Danielson keep getting busy. Well, no, there, there was. It's not that. It was fine that, that Starks lost that match and was to move on, but you needed something to move on to. That's the issue. Like, there's Danielson, a million members of Blackpool Combat Club that he could have had, but I don't know a really good feud with. I, again, there's like things like the brand split that they kind of sort of had. Like a lot of things have happened with injuries and the punk issue. Like a lot of shit is happening, but it's a, take a little bit more care of Starks, where he needs to win a feud. And I get the tags and towns like they're champs. It should feel like something, but it just doesn't. So, no. whatever. This match didn't need to exist. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're halfway through a pay-per-view. One thing needed to exist so far. Then we have uh, Julia Hart versus Abaddon. I mean, again, this is a, a match where I'm like, if she could have been on, not even Dynamite, could have been on Collision, I would have been fought. In the grand scheme of things with all the matches, I didn't need this match. No. Now, if you took out like three other matches, fine, I could have had this match. Sure. Right? The fact that we had three women's matches on this entire card, including the buy-in, that's good. A bad in stipulation biting is legal. It's, uh, but Julia Hart's got tremendous presentation. The Abaddon feud felt like whatever. I don't know what's going on with Thunder Rosa. I, I don't know. The right woman won, but again, it was another match. It was fine. Here's a, this is the point where I'm on Twitter going, all right, they better make some magic happen. This pay-per-view is dying. This is, is, is dying a miserable death. And then things changed. Yeah, um, kind of. I, I would say, yes, the best match of the night came next. Adam Copeland, Christian Cage, no DQ for the AEW TNT Championship. Um, Nick Wayne almost dies. Yo. Not due to the flaming table, but because he missed the entire flaming table. Yeah. Sold it like a madman. But I get it. You go back to like that Cactus Jack like spot and everything. Good callbacks. Um, Christian and Coben told one hell of a story. And that's what good wrestlers do. They tell yeah. one hell of a story. And then you you get the swerve again, I guess, with Shayna Wayne coming out. and Shayna Wayne joined them earlier and now she helps again and kill switch. I love, dude, I loved everything about Kills The man still got a dinosaur mask on. He he's, does. He's but, Luchasaurus. But Luchasaurus comes out. Yeah. He earns Christian Cage the win earlier. They get some immediate rematch. Christian Cage don't go fuck. He's like, yo, if that's your, your match, my match. And then beats Adam Copeland again to continue the feud, which I don't mind. Like thought, this this was, was the best brilliant. match and best story of the night. I thought everything about this was brilliant. I said this on Twitter and somebody was like, 
I was like, they understood the assignment. Somebody was on some dumbass twin was like, they wrestled, they get the assignment. I was like, no, 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 no. Copeland and Christian were backstage. They knew what was happening in that show. Yeah. They knew what was happening. And those two was like, we gotta murder each other. Yeah. Yeah. We were gonna do it anyway, but yeah. they're like just pay-per-views dying a slow death. Yeah. We, we have around. to turn this bitch up. And they these two killed each other. They understood the assignment. They knew how to get the credit. Like it wasn't a slow start. They went balls to the wall from the jump. Tables, ladders, fire. Like these motherfuckers killed each other. Nick Wayne was like, I'll die. They was like, all right, cool. What's up? Let's throw him in a flaming table. They, I was like, they're going to burn this poor kid alive. He ain't even re- 21 yet. He's going to die. Shane Wayne. And then Copeland wins. And I didn't even think about it when Luchasaurus comes out. I didn't even consider it. And he comes out. And Taz does a tremendous job on t- commentary. Also, Nigel McGuinness is phenomenal on commentary. His hate for Brian Danielson is epic. Yep. Adam Copeland turning to Nigel midway through. Tell him, <laughs> shut the hell up. And, and Nigel's just like, okay. It's, yeah. it's in the record. Yo, Nigel's brilliant. But Taz says, oh, kill switch, whatever the fuck, earns a title, TNT title shot whenever he wants. And he comes down, and in your head, he's like, oh, he's going to cash this in. Yeah. Christian's like, nah, bro. You're, and in this moment, you're like, well, maybe Luchasaurus is going to turn on Christian Cage. He whispers something in his ear. He gives him the thing. And then he, it, this is like the best money in the bank cash in ever. He stole it from my man, yep. got the win, takes the title back. They put up the graphic on AEW Twitter of Copeland winning. Three minutes later, they got to change it to Christian Cage winning. Yep. This was brilliant. This was, at this point, I'm like, Pay-per-view save. Like, this match was so good. It was like a five-star match. But in terms of storytelling, in terms of what Adam Copeland's been doing since he arrived, he needed this. Sure. I mean, I didn't think he's been as struggling as much as you have. But I, I don't think he's a slow burn of yeah, a story. It's He's a star, but he's not. It, it just feels like he's still finding his way in AEW. And this particular match is when anybody who, like, hated WWE, it was like, ah, he has this match. You're like, all right, cool. They're like, all right, we respect him. He He's welcome here now. Yeah. And then he didn't need the title. He loses it right back, which gives it more juice. I don't know when these two are going to kill each other again. Oh, it's happened. Because you know what it's got to be. It has to be a TLC match. They just got to call it something else. Yeah. It has to be. I mean, this was damn near a TLC match. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind whatever their version of a Hell in a Cell is. Because... You have to keep Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne and everyone out. Got to find a way. So TLC still allows them all to kind of intervene. And Copeland's a man on an island still, so he's by himself. You need something, maybe a steel cage. You need something Whatever. to keep people out and for them to give like that classic, classic. But they, they, these two delivered. I wasn't sure about this program. I didn't like the Shane Wayne turn. I, I, but this match, they delivered. And the boys in the back, the next two matches, I promise you, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley was like, we're good. We're good. Yeah, I feel like the crowd got into it. Yeah. And then Kingston and Moxley, the tournament ended up being fine. It, it was I, a, it, it was an Eddie Kingston classic. Yeah. I, it, was, it was to build Eddie Kingston. In the end, yep. it's like, all right, cool. Him versus Moxley is playing off of Kingston's entire time in AEW. Um, these two gave it their all. I hope they allow Kingston to make this more than just another random mid-card title. 
Oh, I think so. I think um, I think this is going to be their version of maybe the never open weight title. I think this is going to be their their version of not the hardcore title, but never open weight was like the violent title. I kind of want it to be more than that. Like it's like when New Japan had the IC title, right? Like Nakamura held the IC title. Yeah. Like and and never held anything else, so that shit felt special. Like there were really good IC champions, and it stood a little bit above Never Open Weight and all the other belts. Right now, they don't have a mid card title that really stands above. That's the TNT the title. To me, that's the worst book title they have. Not with Christian Cage. Oh, no, Christian Cage. That's been a good part. But even then, it, it doesn't feel like is he is it ahead of Darby's. Like, Darby's, like, a European championship. I kind of want it to feel like Seth's belt. Yeah, it won't be that high. But it's it, it'll be... So, I think Kingston's in a spot where this tournament was built around him. He loses the first two matches. He Remember, he was in the G1. Yeah. So, it was like, this is him getting that opportunity. And now, he'll build this title. Like, it's his job to build this title. It's a title that's made for him. The NGPW Strong uh, title and the ROH title are now merged. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Ring of Honor. It's a whole other story in itself. But now you give him this belt, which combines the things that he loves. And now you're giving him an opportunity in the sense like Seth Rollins making that title. What yeah. it is, that's what Kingston's going to do with this title. If he's over, like everybody knows how over he is. And now he's going to wrestle his style of matches against people that he wants to fight. And they'll be half wrestling, half fights. Because that's how Kingston <laughs> yeah, works. Yeah, that's how he works. And that title will have an identity because of Kingston. So I think it was well done. The kind of classic, I had my qualms with it, but I, as Kingston winning was the right decision. Yeah. Right? Even Swerve not winning, he didn't get pinned. So I didn't care. Right? And Moxley losing puts Kingston over even more. Yeah. Moxley's the main thing. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's fine. So... We'll see over the next year what this looks like. Um, but I think Kingston has an opportunity to spend the next six months to a year establishing what this is. So whenever he does decide to drop it and go after the main title, it'll mean something. And I think they've had a problem with that in this company. Like Brody's passing really messed up the TNT title because when Brody had it, it felt like a big co- between Cody and Brody. Brody yeah, yeah. When Brody got it off of Cody in that mural run for a second. Yeah. Like, it felt like top guys. Yeah. That felt like an icy title back then to me. It felt huge. It was like, yo, you're holding this, but we know you're just holding this because then you're going to the main program. Yeah. Like they had a plan for it. Yeah. And then things just spiraled out of control. So, so like, even with Christian now and not that he's doing a bad job, but to me, I know Christian cage is not going after the main title. Nice. That's not why he's in AEW. No. That's that's not what it is. Like, this is kind of his belt, and this is just where he's living. Yeah. He, he's in his Mr. Perfect shit right now. And his car, like, I'm good. Give me this belt. Y'all do whatever the hell y'all want over there. That belt used to, and much like an IC title, is like, oh, this is the worker, but we know in the next two years, this person is going to be in the main event picture. And they don't have a belt that's yeah. doing it. So, and you mentioned that with Eddie Kingston. Give him six months. So, when he drops it, you know he's going after... I just think they need a belt that signifies that yeah. of like, yo, our next guy, like Starks or someone where it's like, you're elevated a little bit. Yeah. Cause once you drop this, we know 
you're the next guy. Swerve doesn't have a belt to hold to signify that. They just kind of organically worked them up. So many people don't have that belt to hold to be like, yo, that's the IC champ. You're on the path. You're going to be the next main title holder. Yeah. They've lost that with the TNT champion. Yeah, they, they lost it. But I think th- this decision, I think it'll work out because Kingston is one of the most reliable guys on the roster. And he's unique. He's unlike anybody else on the roster. He doesn't look like a bodybuilder. He just works his kind of matches, his strong style type of matches. I'm all for it. Uh, let's talk about the main event. Samoa Joe versus MJF. I don't care what anybody says. The smile on my face. You're such a mark. <laughs> I'm such a mark. I remember you motherfuckers were on Twitter saying Joe was watched up. I remember y'all saying that. I remember, ah, uh, Joe ain't got it no more. Joe's this, Joe's that. Ah, uh, Joe's on commentary. And I interviewed Joe before he left, but right before Punk signed with AEW. And Joe was like, he had, I think he had just came back to work the cross thing. And he was telling me, you know, he's telling me like, yo, I'm just, you know, navigating some injuries right now. And once I'm healthy, I'll be good. But these injuries suck, basically, in a nutshell. And if you looked at his WWE run, not his NXT run, which was really good, but his WWE run, every time he got like close, it was just, he was just a body, right? To deal with Braun, Brock, Roman, like, and then Joe. Joe never got that opportunity. Then he's here and people are like, oh, Joe's here. Maybe he's just, you know, doing this once. No, he's your fucking champ. And that belt looks good on him. He, his post media scrum was incredible. The scrum was great. And the way he won, choking out MJF, I, it was the way it happened. I took my eyes off the TV for two seconds because I was like, I can't, he's not going to sleep. And then the refs calling for the bell, and I was like, oh my God, he fucking won. The match wasn't a classic. I thought the match was a it was a good match. Good match. MJF was working with limitations, clearly working with limitations yeah. physically. The reason they took the belt off of him is pretty clear. Like yeah. the guy needs the yeah, man is hurt. Yeah. The man is hurting. Yeah. And he still took a muscle buster on the edge of the age. Which is insane. He like MJF gave everything he had to get through this match, but handing Joe the belt. I I just this is a good place for AEW. Yeah. I I don't need Joe to be a six to eight month champion. And people are like, oh, I don't want to see him be a transitional champion. He can't be a transitional champion. He can't be. He can't be. He could drop it here in May and I'd be fine. May is not transitional. May is five months from now. Okay. Well, I think that some people this is want my brain saying they only have like two pay-per-views between now and May. They might have more. But still, yeah, one or two successful defenses, feuds, and yeah, like he's swerve time. I think depending, like MJF, we'll talk about the devil reveal in a second. So I want to talk about this because it got a lot of fucking traction on social media. I asked the question, does it make sense why Joe dropped the R, vacated the R.A.'s title now? And everybody's like, no. Well, some people are. And I was like, I don't think you guys get it. He should have lost. Your WWE brain's working. Only in the WWE can you get pinned and just get thrown into a main title. You you yeah. drop a, 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 any other title and then you just are thrust in there. They needed Joe to have momentum. And it's like, well, he's devaluing the ROH title. Shut up. Y'all don't watch Ring of Honor. Cut it out. Right? Let's start there. You're just burying at a title. And you're like, oh, I don't care about I'm it. Just, I'm just being honest. Like, he held the TV title. 
But we got to deal with Samoa Joe is older. He's not working ROH TV every week. You don't want to risk him getting injured to defend that title. You can book ROH however you want. They could have booked a triple threat. Joe not get pinned and got the belt the hell off him. And he, Keith, him, he could have been champ. Him vacating the title didn't bother me because it was done with a purpose. Sure, I'm going after this title. Nothing for that belt. It wasn't going to anyway. Let's keep it a buck. I mean, you could try to let Keith Lee get a little momentum. He's hurt. Hold. There was a reason why he lost. Yeah, well, that has also, hindsight is twenty twenty. That has also come to fruition that the man was hurt and ailing. And But there's, they're like vacating a title doesn't mean it, it totally devalues a title that you're not watching anyway. It's not the main title. It's not the ROH championship. It's a TV title. That means you got to work on TV. Ain't nobody watching Ring of Honor TV. So they were like, well, I've seen people say, well, Eddie Kingston had other belts. Well, Eddie Kingston had the New Japan belt, right? Sure. That's not an AEW book title. Like, Kingston was belt collecting for himself because that's what he wants to do. He wants to wrestle everybody every week. If you tell Eddie Kingston work at Triple Mania, he's going to show up. Joe's got to be more methodical with his approach. And he has to develop this feud with MJF. And they were like, well, MJF has ROA tag titles. There was a reason for that. Yeah. Right. Him and Adam Cole. Let, all right. Let's just get to the reveal and I'll circle back to Joe. Adam Cole, the moment he comes out, like there's a devil, right? Yeah. The moment he comes out, because why else would he be here? Yet and still was the most obvious thing. And I was like, thank God it was him. Oh yeah. I wasn't like, oh my God, what an amazing pop. But I was like, at least they dodged this bullet. Yeah. If it was anyone else, you're getting crushed. Anybody, Jack Perry, anybody. Yeah. Not, and I'm not the biggest fan of the stable. Well, this is because personally, I never really liked the kingdom. Yeah. This is the new kingdom though. Yeah. But I, I never liked the, the old kingdom. I, I just, I'm, I, I've never been, I've, we talked about it on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I hear they're phenomenal people and that's great, <laughs> but like, I've just never been a fan of their work as a collective ever. So, I was never big on Taven as the Ring of Honor champion. Remember? Yeah. No. Nobody I, was. No, he put me asleep in MSG one day. And the fucking yeah. ladder match that he won was an hour-long ladder match. But with Roderick Strong, Cole, Taven, Bennett, Wardlow is the key to this feud. Like, Wardlow's key because he's the one that got screwed over the most. Yeah, it's like Wardlow's back in another faction. I'm fine with this one because... He's working with a bunch of like relatively smaller wrestlers. He is the bully of this faction. Sure. But he also like when MGF comes back, he's got an ax to grind with everybody there. Warlow may end up being the final player in this because Warlow is the last person that pinned him and annihilated him. So Warlow was like treading water at the time and putting him in this faction. I don't have a problem with And I, and the reason why now I'm bringing up the ROA's tag titles, the kingdom were always going to get those tag titles. So then when Kyle comes back, you're going to stick Kyle in this too? No. No. Why? Kyle Fletcher's not involved with it. He's Aussie Open. O'Reilly. Oh, he's, Kyle O'Reilly's never coming back. Let's just give it up. The man's been hurt forever. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I hope to see him come back. I mean, I'm just kidding. It's not looking good. It's though. not a thing that but you're going to wait for Kyle O'Reilly to come back. No, you I'm have just asking. Yeah, I don't see it happening. It could. I don't see it. Yeah. But. Him and Roddy could be a thing. When Cole and. This is, this is just me talking. When Cole and MJF formed this tag team, won the ROA's titles, there was always a plan. Like, the devil was always going to be Adam Cole. The injury just prolonged everything, yeah. stretched it way out. 
the kingdom being involved and Roger Strong being involved, I think that was planned, but they had to stretch it out. And in that, you got Roger Strong finding a way to putting himself over, yelling everybody's name, right? Adam, Renee, like it got over. Now Roger Strong feels important when Roger never felt important. But now you have Roger Strong with his best friend, Adam Cole, the kingdom, an ROH stable. They have those tag titles and Wardlow. MJF's about to take some time off. I don't, he may show up on Dynamite. I don't, if he did, I think he would just talk. Yeah. And then maybe just gets jumped and gets taken off TV. He needs like three months off. He needs some time off. And you need, Cole's not healthy. No, Cole really can't do anything either. So you're in a situation where you had to you had to get this title and you had to do this reveal and now you got to move on. Everybody else can work. Yeah, but you have to give them a few to keep the momentum kind of going. Right. Because Cole isn't there to do the heavy lifting. So we, that's the Man. this is the issue that I'm I'm, I'm a, it's not we have to figure out what they're doing while MGF is gone. Yeah. Because just having the ROH tag team champions isn't enough. No, no, no. It's not enough at all. Um, it's cool that they got it because there's history between, behind the kingdom having those titles. Yeah. But now what do you do with those titles is the question. And MJF doesn't have any friends. So no. it's not like anybody's coming back to avenge MJF. Like, like you did MJF dirty. Nobody's coming back for the no. douchebag. So I don't know where they go with that. And it's weird because Cole... You would think this was all set up for Cole to become champion. It is. But now he helped Joe become champion. Now it's like, theoretically, if you get healthy, your next feud is still MJF. Like, it puts you further away from the title than ever before. But I think, personally, I think Cole is fine with this. Because he knows, and MJF knows, there is money in that program. When these two are healthy again, and then when they meet, whether it's double or nothing, wherever we get to... That's going to be huge. So Joe vacating that title made sense because he was only after one thing. Like he got the title and it was like, all right, cool. I got this title, but I defended it a few times, but come on, man, I need to focus my energy on something else. Yep. And that energy is on this big title. And I know people's like, well, put the title over. And I'm just, again, I reiterate, like you are a liar. If you said you were checking for the ROH TV championship, you and Joe can't make that title. He's not on TV every week. Yep. If you get Joe pinned, it doesn't work. Like, and then people are like, well, he could lose in a triple threat match. You could, but why? Right? Like, vacating the t- title is a power move. Right? It's, it's a power move. It's like, this is cool, but I got to get this one. And he got it. And now he's going to, now he won't be a transitional champ because MJF had the longest reign as AEW champion, right? They don't just take titles off of people. What Joe's going to end up doing is he's going to make whoever gets that title off of him. And it won't be MJF. It could be Swerve. It could. It may not be. It could be anybody. Who, whatever Joe ends up doing for the next four to six months, it's going to be violent. And it's going to be who's going to stop him. And I don't know who that person is, but that's what makes it interesting. Because I don't think he'll wrestle like every week. But I think the, the character that he is the wrestler that he's been, the style of match that he does, and the badass. Like, they haven't really had a badass with the championship. No. It's they've been had, a while. They've had, like, good wrestlers. Like, oh, yo, yeah, Kenny Omega's a good wrestler. John Moxley's a badass. He had the title. Yeah. He's, he's a violent badass. But Joe is, like, a different kind of individual to hold that title. Like, don't know. Like, because 
He's a tweener too. Yeah, but you're not getting. You gotta temper expectations. You're not getting TNA Joe. No, but that's you're fine. not getting ROH Joe. Like, kind of getting NXT Joe. But with that being said, to me, it's good for a transitional champion. Maybe a little longer then, because it is five he months. He won't be. A, I promise you, he won't be a transitional. They are not putting this title on the. On, Come May out here. He's dropping that belt. That's not transitional. Then, then. that's fine. Then it's that's not transitional. Months. Then he'll be a good champion in that span. Like he's not going to be a Jack Swagger. He's not going to be. No, he's not Jinder Mahal. That's what. But that's that's a transitional champion. It's moving a title off of one person to get it to another. No. It's well, Joe. Joe's not he's doing. Going that. to be the best version of that because it's moving off him to get to Swerve. I, we don't know if it's getting to Swerve. It better get to Swerve. We wanted to get to Swerve, but we don't know. Swerve, Tony Khan was sitting where you are. I'm sitting here. They sitting closer than me and you. And Swerve looking at him like, by the way, this year I'm becoming the first African American yeah. champion. But it may not and be Tony in May. Just like, it, just it, may, it may not be in it May. May not be in- I mean, look, man, is anybody going to be against the Samoa Joe Brian Danielson program? No. Is anybody going to be against the Joe John Moxley program? No. Is anybody going to be against, just name, just pick people. The one person who's hanging out there, it's going to make things real interesting is when Osprey shows up. Sure. But I don't think they rush him. No, 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 no. Either. They don't rush him. But if Swerve does get his hands on that title, you think an Osprey-Swerve match ain't huge in London? Oh, yeah. Insanely big. Like, they could go that direction. Yeah. Switchblade's still hanging around. There, there are so a much, lot of people who could be champions. There's so much you can do with Samoa Joe because he's not a babyface and he's not a heel. You can have him work anybody and... It just makes him look better. It makes the title look better. There, I, I like the move. I thought the match was fine. I thought the promo just kind of told everybody, like, yo, I'm just here to fuck people up. They're going to get rid of that title. He's going to get a new title. Yeah. Wh- whatever it is. I think they showed it. It's just like two different plates. New, I think each champion gets a new strap, though. But Yeah, but I thought they, they found a way to stick the landing when it, people were just like, what is about to happen with this yeah. devil angle? I think your fandom of Samoa Joe gives you a little bit of rose-colored glasses on it. I don't think it's going to be bad, though. Um, but I, I do understand people's critiques of Joe and MJF got thrown together about, like, three, four weeks ago, right? With Joe kind of, like, protecting him, like, yo, I'm making sure I'm protecting you. And then the devil hiring him, blah, blah, blah. And Joe was not a friend of MJF. Like, there was no reason to trust Joe or whatever. But they built that into the program, storyline, and it made sense. Um, the only critique I've seen that made any sort of sense or justification is AEW could have given that position to anyone, relatively. And they gave it to Joe, who was more proven, but he's not necessarily the future of your company. like. Honestly, you were going to give it to Adam Cole, which then would have made a lot of sense. But the guy's injured. You can't help that. Um, it's just one of those things where it's just like, he, you've given it to someone when maybe someone else could have had that opportunity. You could see what they'd done with it. Um, that's the only one that I saw. And I was like, okay, I, I guess. Like, you could have given it to Switchblade and see, like, yo, here, run, even though you just got here. Um, there's there's opportunities for Ricky's not on that level or anything, but there's there's other people 
there where you could have been like, all right, let, let's see what you can do with the MJF situation where it would have been believable. But Joe's not bad to carry it. Yeah. It's just they, but people do rightly say like, yo, outside of MJF, your, your last couple, MJF and Hangman are your two champions that you've pretty much made and built. They're the future of your company. Like they're, they're really good. Outside of those two, and especially when shit hits the fan, you kind of just pivot to people where it's low risk and like, and I'm, and my return is, yeah, you're pivoting. <laughs> so you kind of, the injury was the risk. So you're trying to minimize the risk, which I get, but like shit happens, you put on Moxley all the time, right? Yeah. Like Punk comes back, you put on Punk. You, Danielson is not wanting to be champion, but he'd be like another candidate there. Now it's like, okay, panic. Well, our champion is beat up to hell. He needs to get surgery. The guy we're going to give the belt to is injured. What are we going to do? Give it to Joe. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're you're giving it to a bunch of, I don't want to say WWE guys, but proven guys in other companies. Omega, proven guy. Like these are just stars in other companies where you have these opportunities to pivot last second and maybe last second you can give someone an opportunity. Like I, I don't Liz, I can hear that argument, but who? I I wouldn't mind Switchblade because he was revolving in that aura of him and MJF had the match already. Switchblade loses. It was a good match. Yeah. Maybe you could have pivoted and do the exact same Joe storyline. And it's just someone new who's more of the future. That's the only person when people say this that yeah. my mind makes it work. Because Swerve, no one's trusted Swerve right now. Like, he's not going to do that. Um, obviously, Malachi Black hasn't had a singles match all year. There's no one else to me in that position. I thought Switchblade with how they were. And then I understand you have the devil thing and that shit got kind of weird. But with Switchblade, it would have really helped out that faction. And that faction's been really hot. And they put in work. And the guns are really good. Juice Robinson is Juice Robinsoning, And Switchblade, it would have elevated him in that faction while you killed time. And may have been a little bit more beneficial to your future than putting it on Joe. Yeah, I wholly disagree. Um, one, the reason why this worked is... There is no other wrestler with the level of intimidation that Joe had. When it came to, you can't get hurt because I'm going to fuck you up. There's nobody else on the roster that could deliver that kind of a storyline. Jay White wouldn't work because he's got like this faction with him. The guys jumped Jay White. The devil legit jumped Jay White. sure. And Jay White's faction was just like, all right, fuck it. And then like, I understand what you're saying. But literally, the one person this exact storyline works for is Jay White, where he's like, I'm not your friend, MJF. You're not my friend. But these devil dudes, they're, they're messing with me, too. I got your back. Yeah, well, here's... And then he could have been in cahoots with the devil, did a handshake deal. Thank you for my belt. Peace. It literally was set up to work just, if not more logically, for Jay White than it was Samoa Joe. They beat the hell out of him, too. Yeah. MJF should have believed him way over Joe. Joe, but Joe is. Safe. It's not safe. Jay. People that say Jay White are the same people that said Jay White didn't work as champion in New Japan. That's different. 
It's not different. His first run is not who Jay White is now. But it's, it's not different in the sense that when, when Jay White was, like, Jay White's a good promo. But it ain't, it's not the same. Like, it's not same. Again, I'm not saying it would work as well as Samoa Joe. Or, it's more risk but also a greater reward if it does hit. Cause now you put the title on someone who's going to be champion two or three more times and you just signed to a big contract and is part of your future. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Like I like JY. I just, no, <laughs> you no. just wanted Joe. You just wanted Joe. With the, I, I just think I get it. All scenarios, the same. There was a storyline built in for Jay white to help out MJF and this to go the exact same way to give Jay White the belt and elevate him and his faction. And they went with Joe. Uh, the other, the other thing is, and easier. J- like, Jay White's, like, super heel. Like, super heel. Yes. Like, Joe never presented himself as super heel. He presented himself as a guy that's out for himself. That's fair. But when he gets jumped by the other heel mass man faction, you can kind of blur the lines. Because the fans ain't more, buying it, though. They beat me up. Like, they beat the, you but up. But I'm saying the but fans. beat him up? The fans aren't buying it. Okay, that's fair, but they never answered why they beat them up. I mean, we haven't seen what's going to happen. The point is that Joe Joe said, because I, Cole's got some talking to do as well. Like, when did this get established? Yeah. But Joe, remember, Joe worked MJF. Yes. And lost. Yes. And was like... So did Switchblade. Yeah. But again, like, Joe didn't cheat. Joe was just like, oh, you're fucked up. Like... I don't think Jay could pull off the same story that Joe just did. As an individual, nobody fucks with Samoa Joe. That's fair. Like, people fuck with Jay White, and it's okay. Like, sure, if you that's fuck, why he has a crew. Right, and the crew makes the, makes the MJF thing not work. Joe had to be by himself for that to work. Logically, for MJF to trust Jay White and those three goofballs... That's crazy. Well, I mean, there's five goofballs and masks running around. The numbers just I'm just I'm just saying, like, Joe is the one guy that you would believe that could fuck up a bunch of goofballs by himself. That's fair. Like, Jay White, you can't, you wouldn't believe if Jay White just went no, out no. there and started smacking no, up. No. Jay White just brings the numbers you need. It's numbers, but... The, Again, it would have worked differently, but it would have worked the same. I, Joe could pull it off by his damn self. I, I think that's the whole point of this. I think also... I don't think it was this. I think Joe was at one point always going to get his hands on the AEW title. I think when he came to the company, I think Tony's Khan always had a plan to put a title on him at some point, a major yeah, title. He beat Punk. He beat it, the road kind of seemed like they were building him up. For and something. yeah, the, the, the Adam uh, Cole injury sucks, but I feel like it just kind of moved the process along. Cause I, I'll go on a limb and say when Tony Khan signed Samoa Joe, Joe didn't ask for it, but Khan was like, yeah, I saw they did you in WWE. Can we get you a better run here? And Joe probably was like, I just want to be an enforcer and fuck people up. I was like, yeah, but people don't remember you as like the champion. You haven't gotten a chance to be the champion. Yeah. Let's, let's see how it works. As good as Jay White is, Jay White has gotten really good. Who's going to cut a better promo with that belt than Samoa Joe from week no, to week? Again, it's not like, I, I get where people are saying it's like, it's not about being as good or better than Joe now. Cause you're not going to hit that level. The key is, is that you are setting your company up for the next 10 off of this pivot instead of setting them up for the next one. No, no. I just Joe ain't getting two runs with this belt. And Joe, that's, and that's Joe the point. Joe ain't going to be your champion four years from now. But that's the point. Joe's winning this title. He's going to lend it a different level of credibility as a champion. 
right? Like, Jay White could win this next year, next three years, next four years. Samoa Joe winning, like, is... You can always keep saying that. Beat it, like, is... You can always keep saying that. But you can't guarantee someone's going to be here three years, four years, You can't, but my, my point is, you, you, you definitely can with Samoa Joe. No, no, no. But beating Samoa Joe means something. Jay White just, like... Jay White is not a badass. Beating John Moxley meant something. Sure. Eddie Kingston beating John Moxley meant something. The AEW title, it was when when it kept going back to Moxley for a reason, like reliability, great promo, fantastic talent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they've never had a talent like Samoa Joe hold that title. So whoever beats him, like you can't sneak your way around Samoa Joe. You have to beat him. And I think that's an angle that works in in for this particular title, because they're 100 percent going to cheat to beat Joe. I don't I don't know. If Swerve beats Joe. He's throwing the entire Mogul Embassy after. Him. But maybe not. He, he ain't beating him clean as shit. But maybe not. And that's why it means more, right? Like if you pin Jay White right now, it's like all right, you pin Jay White. So when you pin, I mentioned before, like Powerhouse Hobbs had like this ridiculous record, and they never like acknowledge it. If they did, pinning him would mean something. Pinning Joe, like, that's why I don't think Joe's just going to drop this title. The longer he holds it and turns back young talent, legends, whatever the fuck, finally when someone, because then it gets to a point where who's going to beat him? And when it happens, it hap- it's going to be a big deal. And Jay, I just, Jay White isn't that yet. He's just, he's not, not to me. That's and fair. It, I was just saying you could give the man the opportunity to show that he is. Not right now. You need you need something stable and reliable in this that's, company that's, right now. That's ex- I understand it, Joe. And I don't mean to say he's safe as like a knock, like as a no. He's he's reliable. Like yeah, you know, he's gonna you he's knew, gonna deliver on the mic. He's yeah, gonna deliver. The he's, matches are gonna be good. You know, it, it's going to be what you need, and it's safe. But it's not putting the belt on. Jay White's not a young kid, but you're someone younger who's in your future plan. Yeah, but. There's time for that. If you really, if <laughs> you really, time. this time, if you re, if that's what you really want to do, sure. There's a long, there's a long list of people waiting, and that list is getting longer and longer. It's unfortunate that the world championship ain't for everybody. Everybody can't win the fucking thing. Yeah, that's tough. I, I, I think, I think people get into this mode where they feel like everybody should win the title. Everybody should win the title. Everybody can't. You can't, and it's okay if you don't. Rick Rude never won the title. Mister Perfect never won the title. Do people Razor ever win? No. No, Razor is just IC. No. They're like, it's okay to not win the championship. Every all your favorites can't. We got in this mode when WWF went to title hopping. Everybody fucking got a turn with the title. Several. They were gangbanging the WWF Heavyweight Championship. It was like, oh, who's next? They ran a train on that bitch. Every week. 11 times, 12 times, 13 times. It was stupid. And it diminished the champion, whoever was a champion, because like at a certain point, you're like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And that's cool. But not everyone also has to have the longest of runs with belts. Look what Roman Reigns is doing. That That's fair. There's three champions right now in WWE haven't been pinned in a year and a half. Yeah. Rhea Ripley, Gunther, Roman And Reigns. what's the purpose of that? Whoever beats, beats them, them yeah, it will be made. Yeah, gang bust. But yeah. I'm also saying that not every title reign has to be that. No, it so, doesn't. So, like, Joe holds it for five months. It's still successful. Yeah, it, it's successful. I mean, the man makes the title, right? He like, just needs the belt for Wale Mania. After that, I don't give a fuck what happens. It, like, it's 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 fine to be 
to tra- to be a transitional champion it only became a thing <laughs> with WWF. It was never really a thing. No. Champions always had the title for no. a long ass time. That's like, because you got to go back to like territory days. And well, no, I mean, even from WCW. The 80s and 90s, the title sat on people for a while. Yeah. Flair held the title for a long time. And Steamboat beat him and then he got it back. Even back then. Like, you, you Flair, you look at Brett, you look at, Sh- like these, everybody had a decent title reign. There weren't transitional champs in the 80s no. like that. The only, tra- the true, not even, that's a lie. Because Honky Tonk Man held the title forever. So Ultimate yeah. Warrior beat him. Yeah. So it's like Savage, like everybody had title reigns that were about a year long. And now people go, a year, that's too long. No, that's that's what you're treating. It like be. television. Like it yeah. was a season. You should hold the fucking title until yeah. somebody beat you. Listen, if you have more than two champs a year, three, now you're getting a little weird. Yeah. And that I, 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 that's why I don't think like Joe's going to drop the title. They, like they're going to do something. Because I think the next pay-per-view, whoever he's working, obviously when Revolution comes around, Sting's last match is going to be the headline. Thing, yeah. Right? They'll, they'll, they, I, I trust them to do right by this Probably title. Probably main events. I mean, if it's a retirement match, yes, yeah. Sting is main eventing. He's absolutely main eventing. Yeah. I don't know against who, but we'll figure that out. Christian Cage. Bury the man. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Let's do it. One-on-one. I mean, it's a psychopath. Yeah. I mean, Adam Copeland probably comes out, cause Christian Cage. Sting could win on his last match. But or, that'd be funny. Or Adam Copeland can join his, his best friend. and <gasps> Turn on Sting. That'd be the moment to do it, too. It would. And Edge would be super over as the heel. And that's the guy that we know. Yeah. Adam Copeland rated our superstar the asshole. That was the best version of Edge. Oh, turning on Sting on his retirement match. That's how you get eat. You want. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I know some people like make a young person, but it's like, no, we got to get Copeland back to what he used to be. Yeah. You don't got to make a young person with Sting. Not with Sting. Not Darby's made. Yeah. It's not a main title. It's fine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We'll talk about WWE then before we wrap up the show. They had WWE Raw day one. Mm-hmm. To kick off the year, some good matches. I got to shout out Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch. It was a good match. It was smart to have Becky lose too. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like it's it's one of those things where <sighs> Becky needs that underdog as story, right? Like she just can't continue to win. And 
if she goes into Rumble as like an underdog, that gives you an option for the Rumble or Elimination Chamber for the women. It, it puts her in position to battle her way up so people want to see her win if she's going to be a legit threat uh, at WrestleMania, whether win or lose. But she should be in position by Mania season to be a viable threat to Rhea. And you just can't have her win all the way through it. You need to build that. And she's done so much, held other titles, all this stuff. It's okay for her to lose and then be like, damn, I need, I'm slipping. I need to really earn my way back. Yeah. No, again, I was totally fine. Like, Nia needed this. She needed this. Becky doesn't. No. And it was a good match. Like, it's one of Nia's best. I mean, Nia knocked her out. Oh, that uppercut. The Marge Simpson? Yeah. And just held it. And I was like, all right. This is cool. Yeah, Becky got color again. I'm good with that. Um, oh, one thing we didn't mention, Kevin Dunn, gone. Hooray! It's just not a... I didn't see that much difference in production. There was a couple less camera cuts. I mean, from what I've heard, they've moved Dunn off of production for a while. So this was kind of like the inevitable, like, all right, let's put you out the pasture now. But from what I've heard, everybody's happy. So I'll just say that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Trips's show. Yes. It's his era. Like I get the bullshit out of here. Like that's the last remnant of the Vince McMahon era. Some producers backstage, but yeah, for the most, I part. mean, not Kevin Dunn's been there for 40 years. Yeah. 40 years. Like he is the last remnant of like that early Vince era. Yeah. He was I mean, Pritchard's been in and out, but yeah, Dunn had to go. And then we, our truth, by the way, coming back. Oh, man, it's just a timeless him, wonder. Him, him doing this goddamn wink the whole time and it, <laughs> Mysterio just being confused. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, like. It's fun. The guy's gold. He's like 50-something years old. Yeah. It's still over. Yeah. So that's funny. Uh, Rhea Ripley has her match. Shayna Baszler has hers. But the biggest thing was the return of a former WWE champion. Boy, they had y'all. Jinder Mahal. Yeah. So, so I watched, I didn't watch it till this morning. And I was like, you know what? Let me mute everything so I can be surprised. by what. But before I, I, I muted everything, I saw people like, Andrade is coming back. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, no, no. He's still with the cut. He just wrestled. This ain't WCW. Like, this non-competes for a reason. Somehow they're letting him wrestle in Mexico during it. That's different. But yeah, I guess. That's not a television competitor, yeah. right? Like, I guess they can, let you do that while you're on TV and AEW. Yeah. Like, so you can, game? if you're wrestling in things that are non-American television, you can do that. But it's signing with a company full-time is 90 days. And I saw people saying all that. But then I was like, I was really wondering. I was like, it's not Mercedes. It's not Andrade. I was like, who is it? Gender comes out and I was like, well, this is going to be a swerve, right? <laughs> then Gender starts cutting this Fucking 1996 Vince McMahon pro, now like 94, Vince McMahon pro on America. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, what is this? It started going too long. Yeah. And then the music hit. It went just long enough though, to convince people that it was just going to be gender. Oh boy. Yeah. Salty people were in the crowd too. Oh, Twitter, miserable. A flame. Was it? I was. A yeah. flame. Like every, when I say they got worked, worked. Yeah. And then shout out to people who was like, you better respect my modern day Maharaja. Like it was, but it was worked to the point people were cutting down. See, this is why you can't trust it. Trips is just like Vince. Don't even. And then the music hits and everyone just goes silent. 
And The Rock also kind of weird, like running for president. But I, I guess I get what they were doing. It was a very long-winded segment. The it was too out. long. It was very long. This segment was like, I know when The Rock shows up, you're like, do what you want. He's The Rock. And everybody was happy. The crowd loved it all. I get it. He could have stayed for an hour. I, I get it. The Rock's super over. He'll never not be no. over, right? Played the hits. Everything was great. Yeah, he cut, like he played the hits. It was funny because at certain points, I was like, oh, like, he's still good, but he's trying right now. Like he's trying really hard. Ever since John Cena pointed out the at his notes, notes yeah. I've never looked at a rock promo the same. But I was like, this is all right, this is fine. Where are we going with this? That's all I wanted to know. The same world is like, where we, I know it's day one, it's like after WrestleMania type of show. Like they're trying to treat it the same way. And then he's like, oh, I want to go eat. And I was like, where the fuck is he going with this? Yeah. Was, go to a like, bar, go to yeah. a booth. I was like, are they pitching something? Yeah, I was like. I guess he's plugging somewhere in San yeah, Diego that yeah. he likes that has his tequila or Planet Rock shoes or some shit. Yeah. I 100% thought that was the case. And the man says, or a seat at the head of the table, and the way this crowd popped, I did not. I didn't pop because... You lie. I didn't. I didn't pop because I was like, what does this mean exactly? Because some people were like, oh, Cody's going to be mad. And I was like, no, that's not it. No. He's still getting the mania match. They're doing this for Elimination of Chamber in Perth. I think that's the plan. I'm different in that. I don't think Roman competes there at all. Um, I know you have to sell 80,000 seats. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tickets just went on sale. So that is a little monumental. And I, I get it. And last year, Roman and Sammy like sold a ton in Montreal. And this is three times the venue. So The Rock would be a big name. Um, people don't realize how close Samoa, New Zealand are to Australia and what that is for the culture down there. And to have Rock go back in front of those fans and his heritage yeah. would mean a lot. Like Sammy going back to Montreal um, and same for Roman, but like that's, that's heavy Polynesian culture. So I, I also get that, but it's Rock and it's Mania. And... I don't know how you don't have Rock Roman open night one. Rock clear out the bloodline. Everyone except Roman. Roman win. And then Roman Cody close night two. No, no, Um, no. That is absolutely not going to happen. The only other way is if Rock does wrestle in Perth. Rock is going to be a part of Mania. And the only other way I could see it is if Rock loses... Roman cheats and the bloodline cheats like they always do. And Roman wins. The Rock is the special guest referee enforcer to make sure Cody doesn't get cheated at Mania. And he is the referee enforcer for the main event. So the, this is why I didn't pop. Everything you're mentioning right now, none of these things interest. <laughs> okay. That's why, like, I was like, oh, cool. Rock's like 50 years old, right? He's a bit winded. And this is not a slide on The Rock. This is just kind of pointing this out. Like, you're not going to take Cody's spot at WrestleMania. And I could see you doing this for Perth in a tag match. I'm not sure The Rock can work a whole match by himself. So could it be, could it be something where The Rock tags with Cody in Perth? 
right? I don't I don't know. Try to put Cody over a little bit. Yeah, but The Rock don't need it. it it's all to me. It's always been a bad idea if you do it for the title, because there's no way The Rock's winning the title over Roman Reigns. It's too predictable. Yeah, but it's like what what is our end game here? Right? Because there's a few things that are about to happen. We know Jimmy and Jay are going to work WrestleMania. We know it. Yes. Against each other. We 100% know we're going that direction. That will figure itself out in the Rumble somehow, I'm sure. Dude, they're going to be fine. Yeah, they're going to eliminate each other and shit's going to hit the fan. But I can't imagine The Rock working a 20-minute match right now. No. I'm... I couldn't imagine Stone Cold doing so either. There's some very talented wrestlers. Very different with Stone Cold. He works a straight brawler match. Yeah, him and KO. Yeah, like Roman don't work. Roman don't work like KO. No, it's a little different. Roman works as very slow, methodical, like, all right, it's going to be a long time. Granted, the fans are going to go nuts if this match were to happen at Mania, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to do it to Cody. But they're not going to make Roman work twice because that eats up somebody else's opportunity too. Yeah, and there's a lot of roster. And yeah, like and Trips doesn't do the marathon of matches. No, each night. So that's I just I didn't pop because I didn't know what the answer was. Like I was like, this is cool, but what are we doing? Royal Rumble's in three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, and we know now. The other thing that we know is more than likely CM Punk is headlining with Seth Rollins yeah. one of these nights. Yes, yes, night one. Yeah, there is not one of these nights. Night one. The tribal and, chief is. Headlining night two yes. against somebody. Like, we know, like, we, we're pretty sure this is what's going to happen. I'm just like, where does The Rock fit into this over the next 60 days? Then Cody would have to win the chamber, so a tag match really doesn't work much. Unless he wins the Rumble. And Punk wins the chamber. Like, this. I'm excited for everybody else but The Rock because The Rock has to lose. Whatever he's doing, he he's just has lose. to lose. Yeah. I, I think he's perfect for that enforcer role. Like, we've seen Stone Cold come back, be their guest referee enforcer in it's, a match. It's only perfect if The Rock cheats Cody, too. No. <laughs> See, yes. No. It's only perfect <laughs> it's the if the Samoan blood runs that deep and The Rock's like, you know what? Oh, my God. Family, blood is thicker than water. And Cody still can't finish the story? Hey. If the rock, no. it's my look. You just want havoc. I do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't. The more I'm looking at this, no. the more I'm like, yo, Roman's about to break Hogan's record, and that means Cody can't win at WrestleMania again, which is awful. But if the Rock turns, that's a big story, right? I just don't know how long the Rock's gonna be here for. Like, yeah. I don't know if he. Pop, like him and Roman will never show up. They'll be doing Fast and Furious or some shit like that. But and these people listen to the podcast are going, oh, but man, they keep pointing out this goddamn Hogan thing. And I'm like, they're really trying to get Roman to this, this benchmark. And Cody can't lose again. Not like he lost last time. We just saw that. Yeah. The Rock turning on Cody though? No. <laughs> The Rock turn. He's, then he's never finished in this. And song. then the Raw after Mania and the Rock and Roman cutting a promo like the bloodline sticking in water. Ooh, that's nasty. That's, that's nasty, nasty business. That's, that's nasty. Work. That's nasty that's work nasty right there. Work. I can't go we that haven't far. we haven't had heel Rock in a long time. Nah. The Hollywood persona does. The man's launching the UFL. Now you can't do this. Mm. Babyface through and through. No, the Rock has to. Uh, man, the listen, Rock will play the know. hits. Solo would run in, 
The Rock would give him the rock bottom, people's elbow. He, then Roman will look at him and be like, what? How could you? How dare you? And then The Rock flips him off or something, gives him a rock bottom. It's too he predictable. Gets up, I- Cody hits the crossroads. Him and Rock arm in arm. You put Cody over. Yeah, Rock holding his hand. That's that's how it goes. That's not how... That's Again, this is why I didn't pop. All these scenarios... I don't necessarily care for, except for the one I just mentioned. And you don't do that like random havoc shit at Mania. Yes, you do. You said the people home happy. They didn't send them home happy last year. That's because Trips was planning it for this year. Mm. <laughs> the Rock calls, you change your plans. Yes, you you work but, them in. Yo, Rock, what can I? But I'm I just saying, Rock worked this past week. I'm like, Yo, Rock, you got you got two moves and about four minutes in you. So. Hey, hey, look, you're going to get the Mike Tyson, the Stone Cold. You're going to get Sean when it was me and Taker. You're going to get that role. You're going to be the guest referee. And not to say because Sean also tried to cheat Taker and Taker ended up winning. You could actually run that spot again. But then Rock would have a lot of explaining to do. There's just a lot of like the idea of the Rock in that tight ass shirt being a referee is not exciting. No, he loves that tight ass shirt. I'm just, I'm just saying that don't be painted on the the special enforcer thing. Like you really just need him for the entrance, the pop, yeah, which yeah, you can yeah. get with the special enforcer I, thing. A couple of moves which you can get with the solo run in. I know, but it's so it's so. I don't want Cody to have help to win. I want Cody to win. You just need someone to neutralize I the know, other people, not to help Cody. My other, I don't want all the bullshit. Unless it's mania. I know. I don't want it unless it's the rock turning up. Listen, man, you involve the rock. I don't want what everybody expects. If the rock shows up, everybody thinks Cody's going to win. Yeah. Everybody. Turn him. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Turn him. Turn, turn, turn the rock. The Samoan bloodline. This is a bloodline. They're family. The problem turn. is, the only problem with this whole angle is like, how do you get Jay back? <laughs> like, because Jay's like, well, what the fuck? But I'm, yeah, it's, it's just, it's it's too, like, the Rock's involvement mucks things up. Because people are like, where, where, because I don't want him to take any shine off of Cody. I don't, like, he can't, the other problem is, I just don't trust the Rock to work a match. Yeah. No, so, you got to make it easy. So it's like, again, he wrestled Cena 10 years ago and, and tore everything in his life. And, bruh, you can't have that You're happen again. You're just engaging a chaos, though. <laughs> Turn I, I am. I called it last year. Cody losing. I, I said he's got to lose. There's nowhere to go but down. And he lost. People lost their mind. I get it. I, I get why everybody wanted Cody to win, but I thought it was too soon. Now you're trying to go two for two. Yeah. Until was, maybe the night before Roman's supposed to break Hogan's record. Then The Cody Rock. Turn <laughs> Wow. He'll rock. That, that would be something. They're not going to do it. I'm just making no. shit up. Oh, my God. That shit would be crazy, though. But no, we'll see how everything else plays out. We'll watch Wrestle Kingdom later on this week. Um, producer Cole, baby, will be in for our entertainment show because we still have to do that on Thursday. And then plenty more to come. And then next week, we get back into the groove, boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. So back off and running. Uh, we're also you know, stockpiling these uh, hip-hop shows, which are going to be fun, and drop all that on you guys Next week as well is the plan. So stay tuned. We'll be dropping all the info and stuff for that. 
our Hip Hop and Entertainment Weekly show, which is going to be super fun. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for all of that. In the meantime, shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, one resort in Las Vegas. Everyone in the booth, thank you. Hopefully everyone at home had a great holiday season and a happy new year. Ready to start 2024 off on a great note. I know we are plenty of great things already announced in Combat Sports that we can't wait for and a lot more, a lot more on the table to come. So it's about to be one hell of a, a spring and summer season. So we're just, we just got to get there week by week. In the meantime, follow us on social media, wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well. Like and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. You guys stay safe. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.